0: Welcome back. Come on in the room. Come on in. Have a seat. Today's episode, The Battle and Its Scars. Now, the room's going to get a little heavy today, but don't leave. Stay with me. Let's just jump right in. As I was thinking about this topic, and I was trying to see how I could get around me getting too personal, but I mean, how could you have the topic like this and not talk about your own battles and your own scars? Um, so let's just get comfortable. Um, the first thing I thought about when I when I when I thought about the word scar was the one on my hand, and it's it's got a good length to it. And you know, if you've had a scar long enough, you don't really pay much attention. But people tend to ask me about it and I have to give them the the story that just reminds me to always unplug the iron when you finish using it. <laughs> but we're going to go a little deeper than that today. And when I began to think about battles and I thought about some of the things that I've gone through and some of the things that I've had to endure and what came to mind was... You lose some things in the battle. Even if, you know, I know there's always a winner and a loser. Even if you win, you lose some things. But some things you don't realize you lost them until you're looking for it and you can't find it, right? Um, Some of the things that, you know, we lose is our joy. You know, we lose our sensitivity, we lose our innocence, we lose our hope, excitement for life our focus, our mental, our mentality changes, things just shift um, when you've been in battle. Um, And sometimes we are weakened, you know, and our perspective changes and we let go of love. We let go of the desire to be happy because um, we've been wounded because we've been scarred. And so all we walk away with is the bruises Can I just say anytime you've been in a fight, you're gonna walk away with a bruise or two or three? (laughs) It's evidence that you've been in a struggle. And it's okay to say I've been knocked down. It's okay to say, you know what, that really hurt. It's okay to say, I don't know if I'm gonna make it through this. I mean, there's different types of scars. emotionally, physically, uh, verbally, mentally. And sometimes when we come out of battles, we're unrecognizable. I mean we can look in the mirror, and we may not see it, but the black eyes there. We may not see it, but the bullet holes are there. you know, it's okay to acknowledge that you've got scars. After a husband cheats with his mistress, then he returns because she doesn't want him anymore. Or the discovery of her parents' past can leave you in pain. You feel marked unattractive. Battle can leave you with regret, shame, and guilt. Some of the greatest and biggest scars are the ones you can't talk about. And one of mine is rape and molestation. It's always a difficult topic to talk about because it's not something that, you know, you bring up at the kitchen table or <laughs> it's not something that you, you know, mention over the the water cooler at work, but it's definitely worth mentioning in the room. <laughs> um, and I was thinking and I remember how it made me feel. I remember, um the scars that it left and some of those scars I still struggle with Um, I used to have night terrors if you woke me up the wrong way you're going to get a different gen because um, there was times where you know I would be suffocated um, because someone's on top of me you know in the middle of the night and so it caused me to have night terrors, um, panic attacks, you know, because of anxiety and fear. Um, you, you know, you can't just bust up in the rim on me. Um, you have to come in a certain way so that um, because my heart can't handle it. <laughs> I'm literally jumping from the bed to the ceiling, um, you know, and so these are different um, effects that happens of course you know of course I dealt with depression um and suppressed emotions we we lock up little pieces of ourselves and we don't even realize it but you know these are the scars that we're left with and sometimes we lose the desire to be touched if I give you a hug you know that's fine you know but I don't like the extra stuff. Don't, don't go touching me too much. I, I don't like it. <laughs> Sometimes we can even become controlling because someone took away something they shouldn't have. Um, these are some of the scars that we're left with. And I've, I've been in places where I felt depressed about life because of my expectations I had this high expectation it was let down and now I'm feeling abandoned now it's hard for me to trust people I'm alone loneliness is my companion it's you know we receive all type of scars for many different reasons and your scars may not be my scars And my scars may not be your scars, but it's how we deal with them after the battle. If there's something I want you to walk away with is the best thing to do with your scars is to forgive. Forgiveness becomes a blessing to you. It it sets you free and... I know it's something that's said often, but I've experienced the power of forgiveness. Um, When you don't forgive, your wounds become all that you have to offer. People say all the time that hurt people hurt others. And I hurt a lot of people with my wounds. A lot of people that... um, and some were good people that tried to be a part of my life. I couldn't let them in. Um, there were some people that met me well, but I couldn't see it because of the scars. I couldn't see their good intention. And um, I realized that I needed help. And the best place to start is forgiveness. Um, forgiveness it frees your mind and allows your heart to hope again. And when you're damaged, you believe that this is it. Like, I'm done. I'm done with people. I'm done with... I'm done. I'm done. Just, just leave me to myself. But, you know, as I began to forgive others for their shortcomings, I found myself more open, more receptive to receive those people that meant good to me. Um, I was so bad with trusting people that, I mean, I used to put them through a boot camp. They they didn't know it, but I used to test them and let's just see when this shoe's going to drop because no one's this kind, no one's this nice. And we get to testing people and... We lose valuable people, and everybody needs somebody, and I'm so grateful for those people that endured me and um, helped me through my own process, but forgiveness isn't always what we hope it would be. You know, it isn't this grand idea that, you know, you're going to go up to somebody and say, hey, you know... um, this is what you did to me. And we're expecting them to be so remorseful, we're expecting them to have regret, um, you know. Oh, you know, expect, we're hoping that they cry because they realize what they did to us, <laughs> you know. And forgiveness doesn't always look like that for some people who have offended us. You know, they would rather pretend that they didn't know. They'd say, you know, I've heard it all. I can't remember that, or um, I would never do that. Um, you know, people would rather deny it than to take the responsibility for their actions. But there is a blessing in forgiving them anyway. You know, because you become free. Like if you're if you're able, if you're able, you know, if it's okay for me to give a few steps on forgiveness, <laughs> if you're able you know, to confront someone, do it with humility, do it gently. You know, if you could bust up in the room like, yeah, I'm going to, you know, tell you this is what you did to me 10 years ago, you know, then you could, that's the type of response that you're going to get in return. But if you enter the room with humility and with gentleness and respectfully, you'll get the response that maybe you are looking for. And so, you know, the best thing that we can do is enter the room and ask them to be open. Um, You may have saw it a little differently, but this is my perspective. You know, it's kind of like when you're making a bed and you got to just kind of just lay the blanket down gently. You know, Um, as hard as that is, um, you don't want to miss the reason that you're there. And that is to um, to forgive. And so then, you know, you wait for your response. Once you get your response, and sometimes it isn't what you want to hear. I'm telling you, sometimes it's not what you want to hear. Sometimes it's a beautiful thing when they do acknowledge that, you know what, I've offended you. And even if, you know, you may also hear, well, I didn't, I didn't realize I did that. You know, I apologize. It's a beautiful thing when when, when you have two people come together and um, forgiveness takes place and and we then take responsibilities for what we've done wrong to one another. But whether or not you get to hear what you want to hear or not, this next step, I know it's hard. I know it is, you're like, you're crazy out of your mind because there's some incidences, there's some situations where you don't feel you should have to. But the next thing you have to do is ask them to forgive you. <laughs> <laughs> and I know I've had to do it. And in my mind, I'm like, I don't think I did anything wrong. But I know that it's necessary because what it does is it actually, you know, I'm talking about when you say, you know what? And please forgive me if there's anything that I've ever done to you. It, it, and you do When you do it sincerely, there will be a response. There'll be a response to that and there'll actually be more receptivity because, you know, you're not putting it all on on them. You did this. You did that. You did. You know, people could feel attacked no matter how you present it. But if you come in the room with a heart that, you know what, I want us both to have peace because that's really what you're offering them. You're offering them peace. Hey, forgive me if I did anything wrong to you. And in return, you will get a response. That response, whether it's whether they say, well, you know what? Well, you didn't do anything to me or or whether they say, you know what? I accept, you know, I accept your apology, whatever the response may be. It's still freedom. It's freedom for you. Why is it freedom for you is because you just gave them the responsibility. You gave them the responsibility to, to confront themselves. That whenever you leave the room and you go on your way, once you've asked for forgiveness and once you have addressed the situation with them, you've done your part. You can actually walk away with peace. Forgiveness puts things into perspective and allows you to let go and move on. The more you forgive, the less damaged you feel about your scars. It's like closing doors behind you. The memories won't hurt as much, and the scars become the journey of your victory. You made it. You overcame. One season, I knocked on many doors, and everyone had amnesia. (laughs) That's just how it is sometimes. That's how people will respond to you. But that doesn't change the fact that it happened. You're not crazy, and you're not imagining things, but you're not here to convince You're here to forgive. And convincing provokes an argument. But forgiveness births peace. There isn't always an opportunity to approach someone. Some people, you just have to forgive them from a distance. But remember, forgiveness is healing for you. It stops the bleeding of your past, gives you strength for the remainder of your journey. Someone asked me, why does God allow me to suffer so much? My honest answer is I don't know, but I do know God takes no delight in our suffering, and in this life we will suffer. We're meant to suffer, but First Peter five nine and ten says we will we will all suffer afflictions, but the God of grace who has called us into His eternal glory by Jesus Christ after you have suffered a while, will himself restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast. God is aware of our suffering, and when we acknowledge him, he is the God who is able to restore us and able to restore our hope after the world has offered us nothing but pain. Hey guys, thanks for stopping by the room. I hope there was something in today's episode, especially for you. Until we meet again, be bold, be brave, be you.